The Dropback with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo, and Sam Wilson. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Dropback NFL Show brought to you by our friends over at Britballing. Today I'm your host Stan Wilson and I'm joined by the fantastic Matt Burns Peak. How's and it going enig- Stan? And the enigmatic Joe Costanzo. Sadly we are without our fourth man this week but fear not we will still be bringing you the quality content you know and love. So we've got some new- content. Top tier content as always. Big news for the um, NFL UK scene this week. Been announced that the London Games are in fact returning this year. We've got two matchups at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and in back-to-back weeks, in fact, so it'll be the Jets at Falcons in Week Five, and then the Dolphins at the Jags in Week Six. That's what we like to see. You like the sound of that, don't you, Matt? Your, your Dolphins taking on Trevor Lawrence and uh, Urban Meyer over at Spurs Stadium. I love the sound of that, apart from the fact the Dolphins have been straight trash most of the time they play in the UK, but it'll still be fun to watch them. It'll still be a good occasion. London games are always sick. Absolutely, yeah. Hopefully the London curse doesn't live on for the Dolphins. New head coach and all that. (laughs) I mean, it's it's just good to actually, you know, have um, London NFL games back, to be honest, no matter what team was going. It really sucked last year. Obviously, completely understandable why it had to happen, but yeah yeah the atmosphere the tailgate everything it's just such a fun time when you go to Wembley or Spurs Stadium I think yeah. both of them are in Spurs Stadium this year right yeah no um what happened is the reason they don't they're not having any games at Wembley is because um Khan his contract with NFO UK or something like that has run out so there'll be no more games at Wembley unless they renew it which I think is part of the reason why they started this whole initiative to get the whole Spurs Stadium going Hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, I haven't been to the to the Tottenham Stadium yet because obviously it's been a couple of years since we've had proper games, but I always loved Wem- Wembley was always my favorite venue for London games, but I've heard a lot of good things about the Tottenham the Tottenham Stadium. Yeah, we no, actually went to the uh to the Spurs Stadium to watch the Bucks play and it was uh it's actually a really good time. We got to see Jameis Winston throw innumerable interceptions uh, in, time. in the game. Yeah, that yeah, was so, his famous 30 interception year. It was a great time. Fantastic. So, yeah, the Falcons will be returning this year. Terrell, you might find it slightly more difficult to get tickets this year because of the fact there's A, there's only two games and the Spurs stadium has 20,000 less capacity than Wembley. Yeah, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So there's going to be increased, increased demand because obviously there was no games at all last year. Yeah. There's only two this year and there's less capacity. So it's going to be really, really difficult to get yourself tickets this year. But well, I do think... I do think the NFL has done a really good job here marketing their young, exciting talents from the draft. Like you've got the Falcons, they've just drafted Kyle Pitts, Jags with Lawrence and Etienne. And then you've got the Jets, obviously, Zach Wilson and the new Lafleur and um Rob Salah um team. So they've they've got they've got all their new all their new market franchises out there, new style teams, and hopefully they can attract some new fans. But again, as I said, it might be more difficult for them to get into the sport over here in the UK because it's going to be just incredibly difficult to get tickets. Yeah. I mean, I think it'll be, like I said, it'll be difficult for people to get tickets, but I think one of the good things about having the international series is that that sense of like it happening over here, even if you're not able to actually get yourself to the stadium, like it's, it's fun because you know, it's in the UK and it's like got that novelty and an appeal to it. So it should still hopefully 
encourage people to tune in and watch and, and listen. I mean, I know people that aren't that interested in American football normally, but when the the games are in the UK, suddenly you know, there's that that point of interest to to get involved. So hopefully, we'll, even yeah, though there's not going to be as many in the stadium, we'll still get that buzz from from extra fans uh, tuning I, in at home. I do hope they um, they knock off some of the the kind of cheesy uh, Americanism. Like trying to pump up the audience stuff. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. This is what, this oh, what Matt Joe. turns up for. This Joe, what turns up for. I really hope you're not suggesting they get rid of the t shirt cannons. Because if, if you're suggesting they <laughs> I get don't care about cannons, the t shirt cannons. I'm going to have rugby games too, though, Twickenham. Yeah, it's not the same, though, is it? No one cares about. I'm just talking t-shirts. about the, the Jumbotron telling everyone when to cheer. And yeah, stuff that is Or what chance to have, or stuff like that. It, it really annoys That is quite weird. There, that is really there weird are basically thing. three things that are sacred to any NFL International Series game. That is the T-shirt cannons. That is the, the, big, the camera in a big Zorb ball that they throw into the, state, into the crowd. And it's the helmet shuffle on the big screen. If you get rid of any of those three things, I'm not fucking coming. Yeah, okay, you'll be happy if they get rid of the um in the simulated chance up on the jumbotron. Simulated chance can go, yeah, hundred percent. But if it, you, you, you better not touch that helmet shuffle because if, for anyone that's been in the crowd at an NFL international game to hear moat like sixty thousand people screaming like it's number three is it's a rush. It's it's such a rush. I still just can't Brilliant. wait. Like if if a if a London team actually happens, just all the shit houses. So it won't happen. Yeah, but if it ever does, fun, imagine like all the football chants that will migrate into the NFL. I, I don't think we would. Easily have the would. best chance in the game. Yeah, we easily. easily would. I don't know if it would happen because I think the football culture over here and the American football culture over here are two completely different things. I don't think well, A, you'd be able to set out a stadium consistently and B, have the same level of atmosphere. I, I don't I don't know. We'd have to see, but I think there's something to the fact that they obviously sell out every single time they have a London game. The Jags yeah. have obviously got quite a lot of talent bringing in Tebow and this and uh Trevor Lawrence and everyone. So if we if it still doesn't boost their ticket sales this year, then we might see uh see a little switcheroo in the upcoming I season. don't know. I I think the Jaguars the, the Jaguars always get a sick reception when they come to the UK. Yeah, like, like even the from UK when they team. were trash, they they were like everyone was like, "Let's get behind these guys. They suck." Yeah, but it's their fun team. Exactly, um, they're like London's team. And yeah, that's a pretty good question to answer. Daniel James Corbett asks, "Which London game do you think will be the best one?" Now I'm, I'm going to kick this off and say, for obvious reasons, Dolphins at Jags. I think just yeah. even if it's even yeah. if it's just for the storylines, I think it's going to be an absolutely cracking game. That'll be dope. I'm quite surprised you didn't go with Zach Wilson's. Yeah, so, same. That was, that was a bit surprising. You. I don't know. I don't. I think that game will be Zach kind Wilson's of underwhelming. I love. I love a bit of Zach Wilson. I would love to see Zach Wilson live. But year one, it'll be good, but not. It won't be Zach Wilson season just yet. Yeah, Dolphins, Jags. You've got Tua trying to prove himself in a bolstered up offense. You've got the new look Jags, the improved mm. Dolphins defense, the improved just the Jags team all over has been improved a ton. And you've got Urban Meyer in there as well. Like the amount of storylines yeah. going on for an NFL UK fan, it's just, it's too it's tantalizing sick. to pass up on. It's sick. We may see Tim Tebow live as well. We, there you go. <laughs> there you go. If that, if that wasn't enough for you, all those storylines, you've got Tim Tebow getting on a plane and heading over to the UK. That's just, it's crazy. The it? they've, done, 
it is, I mean, the Jags are almost custom built for a London game in terms of like spreading the NFL internationally because you've just taken Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow, who are two like symbols of American football throughout like a few generations. And then you combine yeah. that with Trevor Lawrence, who is like this promised QB that we've been hearing about for like, it seems like the last like four years. He's not the football the messiah. Exactly. So you've got all of that in, in one game. The Dolphins have always been very well supported in the UK as well. They've got quite an active fan base in the UK. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, that'll be a sick game. That'll be a really cool game. So Joe, are you happy with that as well? So Dolphins at Jags, London yeah. game of the year. Boom. Yeah, out of the so, two, yeah. There you go. There is your answer. Out of the two, yeah. There's not really much competition this year, is there, relatively? It's not. The Jets very rarely put any competition up, but we move. Yeah. No, t- Tim <laughs> Tebow Tim t- tight end was not something that we really expected to see, to be honest with you, Daniel. It's a bit of a God, wild yeah. card move from T from um, Urban Meyer and the um, Jags organization, which has apparently um split the locker room and split the um the front office a bit. That's super interesting, actually. Has it like, split the Jags locker room though, or is it more just outsiders or ex NFL players? Yeah, but to be fair, I, maybe I heard Rob Ninkovich. I heard mm-hmm. Rob Ninkovich's comments that he'd basically destroy Tim Tebow at tight end, and I don't know. Okay, <laughs> Ninkovich seems like a bit of a nincompoop on that one. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. nice, nice. It's a weird one though. Like there, yeah. there are a few different angles that it's quite interesting in terms of why it would maybe cause a bit of tension with the Jags. Like, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see how it affects Trevor Lawrence because it's almost like stealing his limelight, right? You take, you bring Tim Tebow back into the fold, who's like a symbol of American football and, and everything, but it's meant to be Trevor Lawrence's rookie season where the spotlight's on him. He was number one fucking pick. So you'll still get attention. He'll still get attention, but I don't, it'll be interesting to see how that, how that locker room sort of revolves around that now. Like you've got quite a lot of big, Maybe not personalities because, you know, Tim Tebow's got great leadership skill and has been very popular in the NFL locker rooms he's been in. But you've got a lot of big personalities and a big and big names in there now. And I yeah. don't know if that is in a young team that's still sort of trying to find its identity. That could, that can be potentially bad. Yeah, it's, so it's big it names to and it, big personalities. Hmm. When it comes down to it, to be honest, we said this kind of in our in our show on Tuesday when we heard about the news, kind of breaking news then. But he's just a guy that you want in your locker room, whether or not he gets on the field and has a meaningful impact, which by all means, Evan Meyer says he is going to do, then that doesn't really matter as much to me. I think he's probably going to make the roster and he's going to be able to, you know, be a locker room guy more so. So I I don't really put much weight on, you know, dividing the locker room as such, because as soon as people actually you know, meet him and speak to him, whether or not he gets on the field and has meaningful snaps at tight end. I think he's going to be a guy that most players would probably want to play with, just his energy. Yeah. He's an experienced sportsman as well. Obviously, he spent the last few years of his career over the um the Mets AAA affiliate foot club just wasting away his years playing outfield there and never being able to make the squad. I think he got to um it got to a point last season actually where he was two he was one or two injuries away from being called up, but Sadly, we we never got to see him in the big leagues. That would have been interesting. It just kind it of showed that, like, he's he's an athlete. He he transitioned from being a quarterback to an outfielder in, in baseball, mm. almost in in the major leagues. So, yeah. if he can do that, then you know, at his size and his sort of rare athleticism, I can see him making a transition to 
be in some meaningful way a tight end at the Jags. It is weird as hell to say that, isn't it? Yeah, it is very weird. So I, I'm sure we're going to hear many, many more murmurings about the whole Tebow situation in Jacksonville, whether we're going to, whether he's going to make the score or not. That'll be just a recurring storyline each week up until the cut day, essentially. So let's put that story to rest for now and move on to the schedule release, which Yay. happened was last night, middle of the night. The game, uh, games and the order for the 2021 NFL season were released and they've lined up some absolutely cracking games for us this year. Like Me and Matt were saying before this broadcast that they've almost made it. They've, they've rigged all of the storylines. They've, they've given us all the games that we could have ever hoped to see. So we've got the Chiefs at the Ravens. We've got the, Ra- we've got the Bills playing the Chiefs again as well. Packers Chiefs. We've got Tom Brady returning to Foxborough, Massachusetts to face the Patriots. What That's more could big. you want? Yeah, so, they have like WWE style taken yeah. the good storylines and been like, how can we mash these together into a season? Yeah. Do you reckon that's what they it's, did? They they sat down and like hundred percent. And were like, I don't know. I don't know if it was a writers' room, but they they definitely decided to to make the game. You said WWE. Get the most views. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm not I'm sure if the NFL is nearly as scripted. Yeah. <laughs> don't know. I mean, maybe maybe Gronk's having a bit of influence. Yeah, he's like he's he's picked up a few tips from when he was in WWE, and he's like, we need to get these guys revenge game. We need to get this coach against this player. All of that. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, I would like so, to see Lamar just RKO Patrick Mahomes though. That that would be pretty brilliant. A brilliant little twist to the game. Um, let's kick things off, Matt. Let's let's hear your game of the year, and then we'll try and get to a consensus at the end whether we can do that or not. Yeah, I mean, I mean, mine's massively about uh, the storyline and the the drama around it, and it's it's for me, it's got to be Brady returning to to the to the Pats and playing the Pats with the Bucks. I think that's going to be a sick game. Um, Belichick against Brady for the first time is going to be huge. Um, like, wh- I mean, the, the Patriots spent fairly big in free agency. Like, they were swift and decisive in changing around a lot of pieces, especially on the offense. Obviously, you've got Mac Jones. Will he be the start of this game? We don't know, but there's a chance, in which case you've also got the added sort of side story of you know Brady against the Brady replacement um I just think it's going to be really interesting to see how that goes and it's going to sort of put a tangible contest in place around that Belichick versus Brady like who is more in who's more to who deserves more credit for the success of the Patriots like it's it's almost like a battlefield in that argument which which I think would be pretty cool yeah, it is, a, it is really cool like that, but I almost wish the Patriots had a better team. And I've, I've never found myself yeah, saying no, that before. But I wish they had a better team so we could see a more fun and fair fight between Belichick and Brady because realistically, Brady's coming off a Super Bowl and an incredibly talented Bucks offense paired with an incredibly talented defense as well, which shut mm. down the Chiefs. Yeah, in terms of storyline, yeah. though, this is this is one of the best the best storylines yeah. coming into this season. Like Brady's revenge game, I think it would be a lot more interesting if Mac Jones was starting in this game because that would we be saw, sick. yeah, we saw what they were like with Cam at quarterback last year, and it wasn't like, fun. I, I yeah, I, I think the you know the shoulder issues have kind of caught up with with Cam, but his throwing motion and everything like that. Um, but yeah, it would be a lot more exciting to to see that storyline of you know 
the heir to Brady's throne, as some were touting before the NFL mm. draft, or just after the NFL draft, should I say? Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be it will be a great storyline, but in terms of competition, I'm I'm very reluctant to put it near the top of my list because of the fact yeah, that the Patriots roster that. is nowhere near on the levels on the same level I, as the Buccaneers one. I kind of wish we we'd got this game in like a couple of years' time. Or, I mean, it's difficult because like, you want to see it straight away as well, but also like you want to see it with Bill Belichick's had a chance to fully rebuild that defense and that offense has been able to, to revolutionize as well. Like it's kind of feels like for Brady, he's still very much the favorite because he's got that Bucks roster, which is returning all of its starters against a team yeah. that is still very much in the middle of a rebuild. Mm. What yeah. week is this in? Week four, am I right? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're playing in week, week four. four. Because last four. year... We, what we saw out of the Bucks earlier on in the season is that they were somewhat, you know, disappointing. Obviously, they've had a season to sort of grow and they've kept the same roster. Um, and then the Patriots early on in the in the season last year actually looked quite good, you know, even though Cam was being a running man uh, and their <laughs> offense looked... That's interesting, strange. actually. Yeah. Like... So, you know, that might play a part in it. Mm. Maybe. I'm just spitballing here. <laughs> you, you trying to you trying to find a narrative where the Patriots come out with an underdog win? I'm thinking. I'm trying to find a. I'm, I never hope for a Patriots win, to be honest. <laughs> being Patriots Patriots fans out there, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm just trying to think of a way that kind of levels the playing field a bit. Because, like you said, like it's the Super Bowl champs versus uh, the team that by by and large disappointed last year. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Right, go on then, Joe. What would you pick as your 2021 NFL game of the year? Ah, sorry, I've missed. Eyes on you now. Can I say a contender before I say my actual game of the year? Do whatever you want, mate. All right, you can. Right. Well, I'm going to remove this banner for a second because this is not yet my (laughs) game of the year. (laughs) But I thought one contender that not many people would be, you know, it doesn't really pop off the screen as much is week 17 the browns at the steelers Ooh, okay um, obviously awesome. last season we saw back to back the browns beating the steelers to get into the playoff and then beating the steelers in the wild card of the playoff so i i just think the playoff implications and possible you know playoff seeding um that will come from this game uh makes it Makes me kind of like this matchup, to be honest. I think it's it's not necessary. It's not my game of the year by any means, but I think it's one that I think people may look over and not really think about much because we see it twice a year anyway. But just coming at week seventeen, the second to last week now of the season, mm-hmm. I just think that'll be that'll be quite an interesting one. Um, two teams yeah. that might have to push for a playoff run. Late in the yeah, to be fair, yeah, you had me fooled though. I thought I, in my head I was thinking week seventeen, last week of the season, could have possible playoff implications if the Browns are still, still trying to. Yeah, I mean it still could, but it's not quite as dramatic as a week eight week eighteen finale game. That was true. It's not, yeah, Joe, can I ask you how much did the, the the podcast episode that we recorded this week, where we're talking about Hunger Games style NFL matchups and a certain Miles Garrett, how much did that figure in your mind to trigger? the Steelers' revenge game as one of your top games next season? Well, I don't think he's going to take his helmet off and attack. Uh, I mean, ben let's, let's hope he doesn't do that ever again, but yes. <laughs> I think Ben Roethlisberger would put a much more of a fight than um, 
Yeah. I don't I don't think Ben Roethlisberger will just be that much of a shit housery <laughs> yeah. person to uh, rile up Miles Garrett in that way. But, man to roll up. Yeah, it's I it might have uh, sl- slipped in, you know, subconsciously. I wasn't I wasn't really thinking about that going in, but it's a good point. But my real game of the year, gentlemen. Get the banner up. Get the banner up. Is the banner's up. My game of the year, the pick is in. It's the Packers at the Chiefs. Nice. Obviously, got reigning MVP Aaron Rodgers going up against the next generation's greatest quarterback, probably Patrick Mahomes. Um, He obviously won an MVP a few seasons ago, Super Bowl MVP the year before last. I just think a lot of people coming out uh, saw Pat Mahomes and likened them to Aaron Rodgers. I don't think we've seen. Um, them match up yet uh, as far as they've been playing so I really can't wait for this I think it's going to be an absolute shootout it'll be all guns blazing mm-hmm. um, there's no chance that this you know is going to be one of those boring uh, you know 12-9 games or anything like that <laughs> field goal fest yeah yeah I'd no, be surprised see that. I'd be surprised yeah. if both teams don't score at least 21 points in this game. Mm. They're also yeah. two teams that are built in very similar ways in terms of their strengths and weaknesses. They've both got outstanding quarterbacks, but they've both got defenses that have got playmakers without being like stout. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the Chiefs yeah. secondary with Tyra Matthews, stuff like that, they've got players who can make big, impressive plays, but neither of them are very good at consistently shutting down offenses. So it, it, it has all of the... I mean, I'll say this and then it'll be, it will be like a 9-7 game or something like that, but it has the makings of a proper shootout with big Burns plays. Exactly. Yeah, I, I don't believe that it will be. I, there's no chance. Let's hope no not. Guaranteed. Let's hope. Put money on it. All right. So my game of the year is go, it's, it's another Chiefs matchup. However... I, I prefer the Chiefs versus the Bills. I think that's going to be an absolutely cracking game. Mm. Perhaps um, an AFC Championship round preview as well. That would be perhaps, cool. Perhaps we see them play twice yeah, next run year. Back. Run it I'd back. I'd love to see that. But you've got a Bills offense, which is going to be equally as good, if not best than last year. Their defense will probably step up as well with a few additions during the offseason. You've got the Chiefs as well, who have just completely rebolstered their O-line. They've added a couple pieces on defense, but the big big story this this uh, this offseason has been their O-line for sure. They lost the Super Bowl largely because of their incredibly poor O-line play due to injuries. They've completely just cleaned the house out, built it back up again. Probably one of the better O-lines in football now. Yeah. And then you've got them going up against the Bills and it's going to end up as just a complete shootout. Like This could be one of the all-time classics. Like, we've seen them play yeah. before. It could be one of those games where you see 80 points scored on the board. Some absolutely just ludicrously high QB stats like it just it, sc- it screams game of the year for me I don't know about you guys but no, that, this is, one's, that is a good pick for sure it's a complete no brainer for me Like you, you could either pick that one or Chiefs versus Ravens for me as well oh that I like I like you you're thinking there mate you like uh, thinking the Ravens I, I will say the Chiefs seat defense did seem to have the Bills offensive number in the AFC Championship game at least, but it'll be good to see what adjustments they can make coming into this season. And it is early. It, well, when is this actually? No, I was thinking of the Chiefs at Ravens. 
Not too sure when the uh, Chiefs, Chiefs Bills is week five. Week, week five. five. So that relatively early on in the season. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First third. That'll be. I think yeah. that will actually play a big part in in what in how the game goes as well. If you know early in the season, you've got you know more of the starters usually because there's less injuries at that point. Being touched, yeah. you don't want to see anyone injured. But also, you've got less film on the other teams to be able to game plan for. I mean, obviously, you know, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. We've seen, we've got an idea of, of how they run their offense over the last couple of years with Pat Mahomes, but teams will change it year on year and you've got less tape to work with to game plan. Yeah, no, that's true. But you've got to remember as well, yeah, last time they played, that was that playoff run for the Chiefs before they reached the Super Bowl where Steve Spagnuolo had just every team's offense just absolutely under lock and yeah. key his his blitz packages the disguise they were able to put on the, their defense was absolutely outstanding yeah. and yeah it was, it was a large part in the, their success like contrary yeah. to what the normal reason for their success has been their offense yeah, it was their defense that led them to a lot of their victories during the playoffs so if if spags can keep up with what is essentially where he left off last season i, I would expect the chiefs to win this game but how much literally just depends on how well Spags and his defense can step up and um, lock out uh, Josh Allen and the Bills. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it after after Spags' performance last season in the AFC Championship, I remember going into the Super Bowl preview episode. Just we were openly discussing, like, oh, you know, the blitz packages might be a problem for the Bucks and everything like that. Obviously, it turned out the other way around. But yeah, that's going to be a, be a big part for sure. Yeah, just the disguise, like not even necessarily the blitz, it's just the fact they've got a player like Tyran Matthew who you can you can do so many different things with. You can use him as a big nickel, you can use him like as a slot corner, you can use him deep half, middle third, even as like linebacker role sometimes. He's got complete versatility, which is why they're able to do so many different things with their defense. And unless Josh Allen can really cotton on to where Matthew is on the field and learn his keys of where Matthew is, it's going to be incredibly hard for anyone to really catch on to um, to what the Chiefs are doing. Especially with, the, with this Bills team, who are incredibly pass-heavy just because they've really struggled to establish a run game. They I still don't have... That, yeah. yeah, they still don't have like a bell cow running back. Like I sort of expected them to take Najee Harris in the first round or Travis Etienne if they were there, but obviously those two were clearly snapped up by the Steelers and the Jags. They're going to have... I was thinking well, that I'm surprised they didn't try and reach slightly to get Williams. Yeah, it was it was bizarre. So they're stuck with exactly the same two running backs from last year, neither of whom were particularly productive. So I think that's going to be quite problematic for them during the season. And yeah, that's why I would take the Chiefs in this matchup. But I do think it'll be an absolutely cracking game. Yeah, yeah definitely. For sure. Harkening on back to the other one you mentioned, the Chiefs at the Ravens. Um, I think like from recent memory, being a Ravens fan, They've had our number a bit, but all the games we've played with them have been entertaining back and forth games. So yeah, I think that's another one that could definitely be uh, early doors once again, week two, you know, loads of stars on both sides of the ball. And uh, very in- obviously you've got the storyline of Orlando Brown going to join there. Uh, that's the true. Revenge well. game. Yeah. From a left hand yeah. as well. <laughs> now that now that we talk about it, it does seem incredibly scripted how every player is getting a revenge game this year. Pretty much, yeah. They've oh, they've had too, a writer's room, I'm telling crazy. you now. <laughs> they've put you reckon that, together. I mean, I, I thought I started off this episode thinking the sounding of a writer's room a writer's room is a bit ludicrous, but I mean 
they've they, they've even scheduled Dolphins at Jags. They've got the two number one, the, well, the top two QBs in this draft matching up in London. Like they've clearly yeah. engineered this schedule pre um pre cleverly. I want to see Trevor Lawrence, you know, stone stone cold stunnering, yeah, to a <laughs> no, no one wants an to elbow see that. from you the top two row. out of this. Yeah. That'd be good. That'd be a good little test for Trevor Lawrence. Actually, just thinking about like, I mean, obviously, I'm going to be slightly biased, but the Dolphins' defense was good last year. Mm. Offense, not so much. Dolphins' defense was fucking good, especially in the secondary. So it'd be tough. It'd be a tough one for Lawrence. You know, another one that. Sorry, go ahead, Joe. I'll I'll ask afterwards. I was was just going to say another one that uh, is going to probably be on no one's radar, but on mention of you know the Jags. The Jags versus the Jets could be a little interesting one That's right at the end one. of the season. Week 16. Just, yeah, number one versus number two quarterbacks taken. It's always nice to see that, especially in the rookie years. We'll see how that sort of pans out during the year. But if, you know, if they're heating up for a rookie of the year candidates between them, then uh, that'd be that'd be an interesting to, one to watch. Yeah, again, another very tactically placed game as well. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. They're up to something over at NFL HQ, I'm telling you. There's no way they random ge- randomly generate these. That's Brilliant. Yeah. Love to see it. Love to see it. So, yeah, two big release days. You obviously got Baffer. They've completely realigned the leagues as well, from what I understand. They've yeah, changed all the leagues changes. around. Big yeah, got, it's pretty wacky. Like They've managed to do it pretty fairly, from what I understand. Um yeah, I mean that's that's more of the Brit, Brit Brit balling guys territory. But myself and Sam, we still currently play. Slew just got his schedule out today as well, so he's hyped. Is it? Yeah, he is hyped. He's gonna hopefully we see an MVP um, caliber campaign from our very own Slew at QB from Sam Lewis. Yeah, right off the Bobcat. Never <laughs> right off the Bobcat. Give two MVP. Do they have Do they have um, awards for each conference at Buffalo level? That's a good point, actually. Is there enough coverage? I have no idea. No, that's not a question for me, mate. <laughs> I mean, I, get, I know each well, each club will have their own. Each club will have their own. Probably MVP, more but... of a, a club level thing than yeah. Baffer as a whole. Maybe at the yeah. Prem, they, they might do something, but I yeah. can't imagine. Do we know if the uh, Uni Balls, when the Uni Ball schedule is out, or if that's out already? Well, uni, well, the uni ball season will be for the next year, so it'll be starting in like October, November. Yeah. So the yeah, the Baffer schedule will come. This is for this season for the twenty twenty one season. But yeah, obviously, uni ball run it runs in slightly to the next season, doesn't it? Or into mm. the next year? Yeah, it's, it's sort of difficultly placed because of uh, which is part of the reason why they they had to basically can a lot of the uni ball stuff this year was because the only time they would have been able to play it was when people would be returned to their clubs, and you're going to have. You know, you can't have prem teams with like most of their team missing because they've all gone back to their clubs for the season and stuff. Yeah, it is. It's been pretty rubbish for uh, for uni students. That's interesting, actually. Mm. So, NFL games. I mean, I'd, I'd love. I think Newcastle and Manchester would be more feasible than Villa Park. If I'm honest with you, there, Daniel. I can't see. I don't know Tom Brady playing at Villa Park. I'd love that. Though. Would there be anything more like quintessentially English than like take this take this American sports star and just stick him into like playing Tuesday night in Stoke or something like just good old bog standards? I would quite like that. To be I, I think one of the things that is difficult in, in the UK, 
Yeah, man, there's nothing wrong with Birmingham at, at all. But do you know what I mean? Like just putting them into like a situation, like a that sort of like cold Tuesday night in Stoke sort of like <laughs> sports territory. But I mean, that that is genuinely a really good point from Daniel there about moving the NFL games around the UK because so the UK is very um, unique in, in it. There's not really an epicenter of people that play American football across the UK. It's very sort of spread out. There's quite a lot of teams yeah. in the North. There's, there's a big bunch of teams in the Midlands and then obviously loads of teams in the South as well. So it does sort of disadvantage people logistically getting to those NFL games because they're always in London. Um, and especially if you're, if we're, if the NFL are really trying to grow in like UK fan base, they probably should look into doing something like having some games in, you know, you could have Old Trafford in Manchester, for example. I like, think they'd yeah, use like the Etihad. I think it'd be, if they went to Manchester, I reckon they'd 100% use the Etihad. Like, no, it's the about city full. <laughs> it's all about money at the end of the day, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and so, yeah, part of the reason they built the Spurs Stadium was because of the NFL games. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. That was a big factor in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, what about... Um, what about Philadelphia Eagles versus um, Dallas Cowboys in Millwall at the Den? How would that sound? <laughs> Just a good old-fashioned fight. Boom. <laughs> yeah, get the ultras out. Be, yeah. That would be brilliant. Right, let's just move back towards the game of the year debate. Any closing arguments for your for your particular games or are we going to try and use this time now to get to a consensus and have our drop-back game of the year? I, I mean, I'm not going to put up too much a fight with about mine when I think... But by and large, it would it would be un- un- unbelievable if the Patriots were to be able to get one over on the Bucks. Yeah. Like it, it, everything is stuck, stacked in Brady's favor. But I just thought that that storyline was super interesting, um, and sort of seeing seeing those two come together after the history between Belichick and Brady. So I'm not going to put up a, a big fight for the Bucks versus the Pats. I mean, I think yeah. Bills Chiefs. Bills Chiefs. We got, we got two votes mm. for Bills Chiefs. Joe, oh, would you be willing to swear? Do we? Do we? No, I've got my votes in for Packers Chiefs, and I'll convince you why. Go for it. You know, all this drama we're hearing about Aaron Rodgers this offseason, it's all smoke. He's going to come back. He's going to play for the Packers next year. It's, I agree. We, we all know it. And at the end of the day, this is a generational quarterback against another generational quarterback. Yeah. One just coming off an MVP season one soon removed from an MVP season and it's going to be insane. Like I'm so excited for this game. The fact that we've never seen this before is actually ridiculous in yeah. my eyes. Um, and I'm just a lot more excited to to see Aaron Rodgers rather than Josh Allen, to be honest. I think Josh Allen's improved a lot and the Bills offense looked good last year, but I just think the Packers are, with Aaron Rodgers under the helm or, or something else. And here's a point though, Joe. Does does that change if Aaron Rodgers isn't on the Packers for you? Oh yeah, surely. Oh, yeah, obviously. Obviously, yeah. But this is <laughs> Blake Bortles. I, I, I you don't totally want to see Blake Bortles against oh, uh, Pat Mahomes, no? Sure. Not particularly, no. I don't Yeah, exactly, Terrell. Yeah. yeah. For for Packers those that didn't know. Bortles. For those that didn't know, Green Bay signed Blake Balls to add to their QB room, which is an interesting move because he sucks, to be, to be honest. like <laughs> He uh, was I a think, number three overall pick at some point. And, yeah, uh, he, but he, I mean, he was a whiff. He was, he a, was a big, big 
big swing and a miss. He had, one, there. he had one season where he got to the SE Championship and looked competent. He was all right for a little bit until people basically realised that he can't throw and he's at, but he could run a little bit. And then as soon as people just keyed into not letting him run and putting a quarterback spy on him, he was like, oh, I actually don't know how to throw to a person. He and was then okay he became at the finding an overpaid QB of all time. Yes. Yeah. Boom, uh, Jay Cutler. Uh, <laughs> don't you say a word about Jay Cutler. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot of overpaid there's been a Nick Foles won a ring, though. That's the difference. Yeah. That is true. I'm Chicago Cutler was fun, to be fair, for a while. He's the other one who played he played for the Bucks before and then he moved to Chicago, but he was terrible. He got paid a lot at the Bucks. Um Ginger guy. I know Almost you mean. bald, but not quite. Almost uh, bald, but not quite. This <laughs> proves that he's overpaid that I can't actually remember who he is. So yeah, I can picture him in my head. I can't remember what his name is, but I'm with you, Jay. I've got I can't I don't know who you're on about here. It's a bit before your time, Stanley Boy. Yeah, it might have been. It might well have been. Right, so either way, let's just backtrack to where we were. Packers versus Chiefs. You've got any more points to make that on that one? I'm I'm just a lot more excited to see. This is obviously assuming Aaron Rodgers is playing and we all know it's gonna happen. Like it's it's fine. Right. I might start to lean more towards that one actually thinking about it. Yeah. Because I, 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 I just I I could see that one being more of a shootout than the Bills one. The Bills Chiefs. I could see the Packers and the Chiefs being a, like like you said, a good old fashioned 40, 40 points each sort of is it because you saw the Packers best. defense crumble in the um, playoffs last year? Hundred percent. That's what I mean. Yeah. I mean that defense will give up big plays. I think the Chiefs defense was a lot more stout down the down the stretch last season, but also we've seen it at times be accustomed to giving up big plays as well. And both yeah, offenses yeah. have that home run potential with the players they have on the field. Yeah, you know what, Joe? To to make things easy here, I'm gonna I'll sway over Packers versus yeah. Chiefs. Is the drop back game of the year? I mean, we haven't asked asked Slew his opinion on this, but I don't think it's that much of a controversial game. It doesn't doesn't matter. Fair play. Fair play. So, Packers versus Chiefs. Let's let's stay on that. Who do we think will win? Chiefs. Packers. This is like in many, many, many weeks' time. So, a lot could change. Patrick Mahomes. So much. It'd be like. He could break his leg in a horrible car crash. Yeah, but... week, week nine. Assuming there's no like major injuries, that will obviously change my opinion <clears> a lot. If they somehow make it to week nine with none of their star players being injured, uh, which is very unlikely, but law of averages, let's just say they do. I think I think the Packers might have their number here, to be honest. Um, yeah. Interesting. I'm still going to lean Chiefs. I think that Chiefs... More than anything, like their defense, uh, if if they can carry on from where they left off back end of last season, that defense is a good defense. Um, that is going to be, uh, yeah, difficult to st- difficult to uh, to get past. So I'm going to lean Chiefs, um, and also you, you can't you can't help but also realize the the amount of sort of the difficult off season that has been for Green Bay as well, and the effect that might have on that team. It's all yeah. smoke and mirrors, mate. So I do think I'm with you there, Joe. I can't see Aaron Rodgers getting traded, but I think the big thing that's going to make me sway towards the Chiefs in this whole grand scheme of things is the, just the O line. The, mm. I, I can't, so good now. I can't express how impressed so I am. Good. I can't express how like I can't express how impressed I am at their front office for I just identifying the problem and rectifying it like completely within one yeah. off season. Like 
when we were doing our off, off-season preview episodes, we were talking about the Bengals, how we should send all the free agent O-linemen over to Cincinnati because they've got an awful O-line. That was a and clear they problem. Listen. They didn't listen to us. But the Chiefs, however, they saw their problem. They identified it. They fixed it. They've completely just bolstered up so it's one of the best units in the league now. It's yeah, good, like, it's a- and Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be a massive beneficiary of this as well. Like We saw him have a slightly underwhelming rookie campaign. Year two, yeah, all- bounce back. Yeah. Yeah, they've they've got in some ballers now as well, and um, Duvernay True. Tardif is coming back as well. True. Uh, yeah, I, it just is what you just said there, Stan. It's the difference between a very competent front office and perennial disappointments. That's that's the only thing. Like I've said before during the draft episode, the draft wrap up. If they wanted to draft Jamar Chase, then they should have picked up a lot more O line in uh, free agency, and that's the difference between a good team and a bad team. That's there you it. go identifying problems and fixing them rather than fixing yeah. less important problems and leaving the big ones. So by proxy, we've got the Chiefs beating the Packers in the drop-back game of the year. That seems to be the consensus at this Still point. In. I'll, I'll ride I'll Still get on in. that train. I like that. I think that's good. We've got, yeah, I'll write that down. We'll, um, that's one less game to preview during the season. We've just covered it right Easy. there. Easy, Easy mate. mate. Doing our homework. Don't need to watch, but please do. It'll be a good... It'll be a great show, as always. So, bit bit of a shorter show for you guys this week because during the off season, obviously, there's there's less stuff to talk about by nature. But we will be we'll be doing some thinking, and we will come up come back to you next week. Great content, maybe even better. So, with that being said, we're we're, we're going to wrap up, but definitely better. There you go. Every so, week is better, mate. Incremental yeah. improvement. Yeah. With that being said, we're going to wrap this episode up for tonight. Go follow us on all of our socials at The Dropback on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, where you can find all of our live streams as well, apart from Instagram, obviously. We're streaming on Twitter, streaming on YouTube, streaming on Facebook. And on Tuesdays, we release our weekly podcast as well. So you get double The Dropback content, which is just, it's fantastic. We can't lie to you. So, <laughs> it's usually stupid shit as well, like the Hunger Games thing that we did. The Hunger Games thing was brilliant, though. It's well nice. worth checking out. Yeah, it was. Do check that one out. It's Jake's. All right, so we're going to wrap this up tonight, and um, thank you so much for watching. We'll um, we'll see you same time next week. See you later, Cheers, guys. guys. Thanks, Brit Ballin. Yeah, shout out Brit Ballin. Another week. The drop back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns, Peak, Joe Costanzo, and Sam Wilson. <laughs>